Hello, listener. Just wanted to give you a quick content warning. This episode deals with PTSD and flashbacks. So if that's something you need to know about now, know it now before you listen to the rest of the episode. I know. I know you. I know who you are. What is real, Commander? What is it they don't want me to remember? I have to find out. Mr. Garibaldi, there are days I'm very glad I don't have to think the way you do. Hello and welcome to Who Are You? It's the Babylon 5 watch cast by a couple of internet strangers who are getting to know each other over the show Babylon 5 that they both watched as children. Mm -hmm. I'm Laura. I'm Jafer. And today I get to ask, Jafer, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Do you know who I am? But I'm putting an asterisk on it today. Yeah. So I want you to answer the question, who are you? But I want you to do a little exercise that I did recently. Okay. You need to tell me who you are without using a title, a degree, or any negative words. Oh. um... This was hard for me, and I want to see if it's hard for you. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Laura, I would say that I'm fair and I make things. Okay. I have a wood shop in my garage, and I make small pieces of custom furniture for friends as a hobby. That's cool. Most of the time, it's just like, hey, I've got this weird space, and I need shelves that fit in it or something and it's just something that you can't just buy like actually i'm gonna rotate my camera just a little bit because my door's open and you can see right there Mm -hmm. is a weird corner in my house in a hallway (laughs) that i have built shelving into yeah so stuff like that so i do some woodworking here and there um Actually, uh, my neighbors just cut down a cherry tree in their yard. Unfortunately, they had to because it was messing with the foundation and Mm, getting water in their basement. But I have a ton of cherry in my wood shop now from them that I'm going to turn into like wooden mugs and goblets and stuff. So Um, you are very creative with weird, weird prompts, weird spaces and weird. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I like I have this space and I want to optimize it is like my favorite thing to do. I want shelves that fit in here and to do something with it. I've made a couple tables. I'm, I'm going to be making one for my friend Alex here very shortly. I was actually talking to him about it before we started recording. Um, and he's got a very small apartment right now. So I'm kind of like, how do we do this? Because I know he wants a bigger table than mm-hmm. what he's asking me for. He just doesn't have space for it right now. Right. It's like, okay, well, I can make a really nice table for you that fits these dimensions but it's going to be comically small when it's anywhere besides the space between your kitchen and your door wall 
which is where it has to fit in your apartment because that's the only space that you have because you're yeah. in a little one bedroom apartment. Um, and so like, what do we do with this? And it's like, okay, well, he wants it for tabletop gaming. So he wants a like sunk in area where like dice can be rolled without having to worry about them hitting the floor or anything. Oh, nice. And so for him, I'm going to build that sunk in area like that box, but that's going to be the size of the whole table for him now. And then in a year or two, when he moves and gets a bigger place, presumably, I'll be able to put boards on the outside of it and make it a more normal full size table. And then it'll still have that sunken in area that he has to do the dice rolling. Mm -hmm. in. Sounds very creative. Yeah, it's it's fun stuff like that. I mean, I built my bar in my basement which is all reclaimed wood from my garage. The bar top was like a shelf that someone had put in at some point. That is like an inch and a half thick shelf for some, it's bizarre, but it was like screwed into my wall in my garage. So I pulled it out, stripped it, refinished it and made it my bar top. So I like, I like building things. I like taking, I have the space, let's do something with it kind of stuff. Um, I'm not good. <laughs> like I feel, and I, like people tell me that my stuff looks good and they like my stuff and I'm like oh thank you and I'm sitting there thinking about uh like my miter saw was off by a degree and a half on this cut and it's so obvious like uh <laughs> but everyone is like oh your drawers so great and I'm all like thanks so I make things I don't make good things um but <laughs> I guess that's that's what I would say they sound like I, creative functional things yes which is I mean uh I definitely with a lot of space, I tend to be more utilitarian for sure. I mean, I have lots of shelves. I've got like five one foot shelves that are like kind of staggered on my living room. Yeah. But that's yeah. like, that's like a place to put things. Those are drink right. holders. <laughs> <laughs> those, those hold the remotes and plants sometimes. Like, right. So they can get some sunlight. It's not a, uh, they're not purely decorative. So I understand. At least I'm, I like, I like shelves. I like space for things. Mm-hmm displaying things i don't know how we pivot this except for getting into the episode babylon 5 season 1 episode 9 and the sky full of stars stars are decorative there we go made yeah. it okay uh, sure um, so this episode like most episodes starts in space tsa i wonder if we'll have a murder today yeah um in our cold open and uh we see uh shifty ass rick flair coming through uh -huh. um, and I don't mean that as a compliment, just to be absolutely <laughs> clear. Um, I'm talking you know about... know your fondness for Ric Flair. Eh, uh, uh, I'm just joking. Uh, he just got... Uh, there's some stuff recently that's oh. like, mm, yeah, uh, oh. not good. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't follow yeah. all that, so I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was... Just kidding. Ric Flair bad. <laughs> Anyways, right. so we see a... Uh, it just... We get a hard cut, and we get a rando security guard who's just like, oh, hi commander sinclair and then immediately just gets accosted he gets assaulted by the mafia right afterwards right around right. the corner Donbot, i beg you i can't make this week's loan payment look into your hard drive and open your mercy file file not found like within he had to have been with an earshot right right like and maybe that's why they pull him in actually mm -hmm. uh in a, like 10 minutes when he gets pulled in the office and he's got 24 hours and then he'll be murdered. So we have almost a murder in this cold open. Yeah, it's not a cold open without a threat of violence. Yeah. Um, and we go back to the shady guys at Space TSA. Yeah. And uh, we see them and they have a hologram of Sinclair, which have we seen like a hologram like this at any other point in the show? I don't 
think so. Yeah, even like Kosh, who had like the super advanced, mm-hmm. like floating LCD TV screen, didn't have like a hologram. Yeah. So like, we get so- two pieces of new technology in this episode. One of them is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we see another hologram either, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's not something you remember Babylon 5 for, though. It's really not. Yeah. I, I think maybe we see some sometimes for communications or something, but okay. it's not something you remember about this series. Yeah. For sure. It's not something you remember about most series, to be fair, because even like in Deep Space Nine, they're like, oh, look at this holographic communicator we've installed for this episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about these creepy guys. One thing I noticed, it might have been right away in this first scene. Once you see them side by side, Mm-hmm. They're both blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Yeah. And we know that they were considering Walter Koenig for one of these parts, but for yes. reasons it didn't work out. But do you think that after that, that the choice to have two blonde-haired, blue-eyed actors was... On purpose? On purpose, yeah. Given given the stuff they talk about, yeah. It feels a little deliberate, doesn't it, once you it get does. into the content? Yeah, that's a good call-out. Yeah, it's just something fun to think about and wonder. Yeah, Walter Koenig was supposed to be uh, night one. I thought he was going to be night two. Was he supposed to be night two? I think we said night two. Yeah. He was the one who was going to be in the net. In in the simulation, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's going to be the one in the simulation, whichever one that is. Not Joachim from Wrath of Khan, but the MI6 guy who tries to tell Bond he can't kill people anymore and then gets uh, smashed in a subway. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which are the two biggest roles of those two actors respectively i've seen one of those <laughs> it's a license to kill and he works for mi6 and he's trying to take away the titular uh, license of james bond your license to kill is revoked effective immediately In that oh movie. yes okay I, definitely I'm, I'm sounds like a bond movie yeah it's definitely it's a timothy dalton era bond movie so you know that's a thing Anyways, we cut the theme song, and when we get back, we see our knights assembling something. We don't. We they're very late on details at this point. Yeah, it's um, going to be another fantastic machine, I'm sure. Yeah, I forget if it looked like a dentist chair at this point or not, but it will. Spoilers. Right. <laughs> um, and, and we get uh, Mister Security Guy getting his yeah, butt chewed out. Benson gets called into Sinclair's hair. office. Yeah, and gets a dressing down. And he gets suspended. We get a good bit here about from Sinclair about how everyone lies. Yeah. He's lying. I can tell. Everyone lies, Michael. The innocent lie because they don't want to be blamed for something they didn't do. And the guilty lie because they don't have any other choice. Find out why he's lying. The rest will take care of itself. People who tell the truth lie because they're scared of the consequences and people who are hiding something lie to hide it. So it doesn't matter that he's lying. What matters is why he's lying. I thought that was a fun line. Well, we're going to get a call back to it later a little bit. Too. We do. Yeah. We do. After this, we get a Dr. Franklin in med lab mm-hmm. and he's conducting a medical scan on Delenn to try and get a baseline for a healthy Mimbari. She asks him about his time, space, hitchhiking, what he did during the war. Um, 
very uh you know it's like oh what did you do during the war dr franklin and he's all like i don't know i destroyed all my research so that my people could genocide your people with uh biological weapons and she's just like oh oh thank you what did you do during the war delen i don't want to talk about it yeah yeah she <laughs> like, won't answer her own question <laughs> which i mean that sets the stage for later mm-hmm. uh but what's fun is we actually see this scene with dr franklin Later, not in this episode, but there is in the set of movies they did in between four and five, one of them is a flashback movie of all of the characters before the show starts. And a lot of it is setting up what Sheridan does during the war. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was in between seasons three and four. Anyways, a lot of it's that, but there are bits with all of the other characters. And we do see this bit with Dr. Franklin, like space hitchhiking getting ordered to give all of his research on the Mimbari over and just destroying it all. Yeah. So good on him being good on him. Yeah. I think that's a great backstory for him. And I think based on our earlier conversation before the podcast that I feel like some of this theme is going to come up in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. it will. Next, we'll talk about that at the end of this episode. <laughs> um after this, we see our security guard, Benson, get the Knights a power supply to clear his debts. And yeah, they they continue to set up their weird chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, continuing that long, proud tradition of excellent props on this show. Right. <laughs> and after this, uh, Sinclair is having a nightmare. Yeah, we got to Sinclair having some PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this is where... I started to lose some of the episode, not because of any of the content. I think the content and the story of this episode is great, but when things start to degrade visually a little bit, like we've mm-hmm. had a lot of this, this show or this episode had a lot of either grainy video or blurry CGI effects in it. Yes. Which it's all products of the time. I get that, but I get really distracted by that and I have a hard time. A lot of it is flashback to the pilot. Mm -hmm. And so when they, I'm assuming when they remastered this, they went back and they either did a digital upscale, which would have corrected these scenes, or they have all of the film edits and they did a re on everything and then uh, did they couldn't have redone the digital effects. They did it too quick. So mm-hmm. they must have had like a copy of it somewhere that they were able to get in HD very quickly in order yeah. to do this HD turnaround that they did in the time frame. So I would be led to believe that because these were cuts from the pilot episode, that they were not remastered. They would have had to have gone and re-edited them, taken them out of the pilot and put them back into this episode. And they didn't do that because that's time consuming and that's not how you upscale something in mass. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what distracted me just a little yeah. bit. Like watching it with my husband, I think I turned to him and I said, I'd really like to see some of this remade. Like I, I like the, this episode, but this visual is really distracting to me. And mm-hmm. it didn't look good on our TV. The The only screen that it looked good on was my picture in picture on my iPad because it was small enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, wanted it was, to like it's it more. 480i. It's mm-hmm. it was meant for an old like it wasn't upscaled like everything else has been to 1080. So it was meant for an old TV. Mm-hmm. And that's why it looked like that. Yeah. 
But we basically just retread that pilot. Last time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. Yeah, we retried a bunch of the pilot. He wakes up and uh, gets dressed and there's no one around and he can't get a hold of anyone. Yeah. And he's just been straight langoliered. Like, he just doesn't know everyone else is gone. Yeah, he tries to get the computer to wake up. Mm-hmm. We get, also get some fun scenes of him just wandering around the set alone. Yeah. <laughs> and it is spooky. They add some spooky music on it, but that the whole... Mm-hmm. Because they have made a really concerted effort to make the the sets that would be in populated areas always populated. Mm-hmm. So when yeah, we, we see, see in this empty. episode, right, when we see them yeah. empty, it is very uh, jarring. He oh. also asks the computer if an evacuation, because eventually the computer does come on. And he yeah. asks the computer if an evacuation was performed in the last eight hours. And I thought that was a very generous assumption that this man could get a full eight hours of sleep. <laughs> During a station evac, just sleep <laughs> through the whole thing. At all. Man, have you been on Babylon 5 for the last eight episodes? <laughs> <laughs> so after the, he, yeah, the computer wakes up. He's all like, there's one other person on the station. This is where they are. He goes there mm-hmm. and it's one of our nights. Yeah. Night and two he's just shows there up. To fuck with them. It's hard to find a man in a quilted vest intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) And after this, we go to commercial. Like, obviously, there's not because we're watching it streaming. But you would have had that break. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to acknowledge. You would have had five minutes to wonder what the hell is going on. Exactly. Because when we come back, Garibaldi's reading a newspaper. I do love the newspaper. I just I just ragged on this show for, you know, the. The machine props, but I really this like the newspaper, newspaper prop is so good. So this is one of those things where last time I watched this, it was in standard def. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to read this newspaper, nor would you have been able to really when it was in standard def. But now that we're in HD, you can read this thing. You could pause the, the show and read a little And newspaper. I did. So let me tell you about all of the awesome world building on this newspaper. Because it's yes, fantastic. I want to hear. Tell me. So, um, one, the main article, the one that's like framed to be the center, it's not the main article of the thing, but the article that you're supposed to see is Sycor has endorsed a candidate for vice president. Oh, yeah, I did. I did catch that one. And the newspaper asks immediately, is this a violation of their charter? Which to me tells me that Sycor hasn't done this before. Mm-hmm. Sycor has not endorsed a candidate for vice president. We would we not know- be wondering. Yeah. We know they are going to endorse Clark. We've already had rumor of them being involved in the current political election. And the current presidential election has been kind of like a background thing for a bunch of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that they endorse Clark and not President Santiago, they endorse the vice presidential candidate, not the presidential candidate, mm. is such a key world building detail for season four mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good i saw that and i'm just like oh of course oh that's so good other article we get babylon 5 trying to be sexy again there is a pro and cons of interspecies mating article <laughs> i didn't get to read the super fine print yeah uh, that's too bad i'd love but, to know some of those pros and some of those cons yeah um and then uh there's also a the top article is Narn settles Regesh 3 controversy. 
which is oh. the first episode. Uh, well, so that's the first just episode. It was the first episode it. past the pilot. Well, yeah. right, right. That was the farm planet with uh, Lando's cousin and stuff. Yeah. I'd love so to know how that worked out. That. Yeah. We don't, we don't get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also a note that San Diego is still too radi- radioactive to settle mm-hmm. from the nuclear fallout. Yeah. They mentioned that in one of our earlier episodes, but. Yeah. Maybe it was midnight on the firing line. Firing maybe line it was the when they brought line. that up. Yeah. yeah. But that's just such good world building. That newspaper is so clutch. I yeah. love, love that endorses vice presidential candidate. Also makes me wonder about how their elections work. Mm-hmm. Like, do the president and vice president not run as a pair oh. for Earth Alliance elections? Yeah, maybe um, not. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting We're very used to that here right now, but that's yeah. not the way it has to be. For sure. Well, it's not the way it was. Originally, yeah. the vice president was whoever came in second for president. <laughs> God, can really? you imagine that now? Well, I, they, everybody just they take a second. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Thomas Jefferson was John Adams vice president because of that mm-hmm. and hated it so much <laughs> that they made an amendment, changed the Constitution. Mm. It's almost like the Constitution is a living, breathing document that we can change. Right weird right mm. Mm. it's almost like it was designed that way by the founders and to mm. ignore that is to deny their legacy mm. 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 oh hot take mm. 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 <laughs> it's almost like they didn't even consider it done until they got 10 amendments in there and even then they changed it a bunch before anyways um so delenn <laughs> comes in and notes that sheridan is missing she has checked yes. the usual spots uh-huh and she- garibaldi goes out to find him Yeah, and I would like to notate that she mentions that she asked Ivanova, Mm -hmm. and Ivanova didn't make this call. (laughs) Ivanova sent her over to Garibaldi. (laughs) Right. Because Garibaldi tries to find him. him. Yeah. (laughs) Guess I'm in charge. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I've been in this position at work before. Uh I'm not saying I find myself there often currently if any of my coworkers happen to be listening uh but definitely at other jobs where you are like the number two person but the number one person is too busy doing anything besides their job where <laughs> you are in charge i think ivanova would relate to that statement yeah <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah so oh i'm gonna take a star fury out and investigate these pirates Right. Oh, I'm going to get involved in some political intrigue. And Ivanova's like, don't worry, I'll run the station. Yeah, Delenn comes in and she's probably just like, oh, he's probably on some bullshit again. Right. Ivanova's <laughs> like, oh, did he take a star fury out? I don't fucking know. Brian's <laughs> just like, Justice of course he's Ivanova. missing. He's missing every data for me, right? <laughs> That's how she feels. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Garibaldi does go out to find him, though. Yeah. I love when Garibaldi gets to his quarters and the man cannot leave a freaking crime scene alone. He starts picking (laughs) up shit again and he he finds Sinclair's comm on on the dresser and knows that he wouldn't have gone anywhere without that. But Mm -hmm. still, I was like, you're touching the evidence again. Stop. (laughs) Right. Someone had to take that (laughs) off of him and put it there. Did he do it? You don't know now. Yeah. Check. You going to fingerprint that? Congrats. So we cut back to Sinclair, who the knight explains is being held in a prison of his own mind, a mm-hmm. simulation, just like the one we all actually live in. Right. 
Because we're all yeah. batteries. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Big machine. Yeah. The matrix. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly how reality works. But it turned out to be true. Who knew? Good work, Rider in the Matrix. So, anyways, in the simulation, it's like, oh, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Garibaldi pops out, just kills him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere on the station, Talia's smiling and she doesn't know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a pretty neat trick that they brought Garibaldi in and shot him a bunch. I wondered who, yeah. who he pissed off that week. <laughs> Someone, clearly. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to do five or six death scenes in a row. So in the simulation, uh, he, he's basically, nothing is real except the pain. And then Star Trek lightnings the shit out of him. Yeah. We cut back into, into I think, Garibaldi and Ivanova, who are looking for Sinclair. And they're, they're yeah. just sounding the alarm that he's missing. Mm-hmm. And Garibaldi makes a really good and morbid point about sending out the maintenance bots to look outside. But it makes me wonder two things. I really (laughs) liked that they brought up that the station has gravity and, you know, the the gravity of the station would keep the body nearby. But Mm -hmm. how easy is it to push people out an airlock on Babylon 5? Well, we find out later in the episode, don't we? It's a little too easy. The drones find someone. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So back inside of Sinclair's mind, Knight explains that they came here to find some of his memories, the very mm-hmm. heart of them, in fact. Mm-hmm. And he says it just like in Rocky Horror Picture Show. To do that, we'll walk together across the bridge of synapses and neurons into the very heart of your memories. That elusive ingredient, that spark, that is the breath of life. Yeah, and goes on to say he wants the 24 hours that's missing after the Battle of the Line. He goes on a brief overview of Sinclair's career. Yeah, he he goes uh, and reads Sinclair's wiki to him. Yeah, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be an admiral, and then one of his dead coworkers shows up, and we see the uh, ramming speed on the Mimbari cruiser, and he's trying to remember, and the uh, Gray Council appears before him. I don't think. He says it's the Grey Council quite yet. Yeah. We know this having seen them. Right. In the gathering. And having had enough reference to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. This is maybe this is just a Laura problem, but I'm very curious as to why so many people, because I feel like we had references to it in the last episode as well, view Mm -hmm. this abduction that Sinclair experienced as a betrayal. Well, he goes into it. Yeah, well, yeah, he goes into it, but I, I still didn't buy it. I'm just like, I just don't, I just don't understand how, how you get to that logic. It doesn't, it doesn't flow for me personally. Oh, so you mean someone who's incredibly xenophobic and is outwardly throwing those ideas around with conspiracy theories might not be a fully logical person? Uh, oh. I take your point. Mm. Mm. He basically picks on Sinclair until he gets himself punched. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Knight goes into his whole thing right now, too, is, you know, uh, you're a traitor. You didn't just black out. Your ship vanished. Like, you you, like you were gone, gone. Like, it's not just like you have no memory of things and you were floating in space. No one knows where you were. No one knows where your ship was. How does your ship vanish? That doesn't make sense. There was no debris or anything, right? Mm-hmm. 
jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Yeah. Well, it can't. It doesn't need to melt them. It can just weaken them. So he's all like, it's a conspiracy. The Mimbari must have had a reason to surrender. You know, they were, you know, like, why waste lives when they can counterattack Earth from within? You surrendered our people. You agreed to be an agent of theirs. It's why you're promoted, all this stuff. He's making a lot of assumptions. He's making a ton of assumptions, (laughs) most of which don't make sense and don't coincide with each other. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like most batshit conspiracy theories. If you pull on one thread, yeah. Exactly. And Sinclair's just like, what are you fucking talking about? I hated the Mimbari. Mm-hmm. Just like, I wanted, I had to stop myself from killing every Mimbari I saw for years. This excerpt from the captain's personal log. I've never trusted Klingons. And I never will. I've never been able to forgive them the death of my boy which makes you feel weird knowing that him and Delenn have been friends yeah. for a few years now but i mean the battle i think they say it's been 10 years yeah since it's the been 10 years line. since the battle of the line right so right, right. he's clearly been you know like going to therapy and working on himself and mm-hmm. gotten you know working on his bts good for him I'm yeah glad that, that he has had a viable solution to work through his things clearly if he can be friend if he can go from these people killed everyone that i loved to right. This person is one of my dearest friends. Right. You've clearly made some personal growth. He's done some work. Good for him. I'm glad that that's something that was available to him and he could work on. But eventually Uh he just gets tired of this guy. Yeah. And hauls off and slugs him. Yep. And it kicks him out of the simulation. Maybe God changed his mind. Like, just something happened and they stopped. Mm -hmm. And just, we got a second chance. Because we weren't going to have one because that was the end of humanity right there. Mm-hmm. And then we get another flashback. You know, there is a hole in your mind. Yeah. And he wants to know what happened. He decides, he makes the choice. I'm not doing this to satisfy your batshit conspiracy theories. I'm going to dig into this part of my psyche because I deserve to know what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Which is important. It's, it's a very good distinction. I'm super glad it's there because it's him confronting more shit from his past, which is clearly very difficult for him. So he goes in, you know, he relives his squad getting picked off one by one. He decides to go to ramming speed on a cruiser. And then we see the cruiser disable a ship and tractor beam him in. And that's where his ship went. And that's where he went. He was abducted by a Mimbari cruiser. Right. And he gets brought before the Great Council. And we see that triangle that they have glow. Yeah. The triangle is very important imagery for them. We've seen that over the last yeah. eight episodes well, or so. The, the triangle in Mimbari culture, I mean, with the three casts, they're very Trinity based. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their whole thing. So it's super important from that triangle in particular, when we find out what it is, is very important, which I don't, I don't know when they tell us what that thing is. It yeah, might not even be until the movie and in, in that I referenced earlier with Dr. Franklin might be where we yeah. find out what that thing actually is, but you can't know. You can't know now because right. it's the most spoilers, but <laughs> it's, it literally ruins the best twist in the entire series. If I say it out loud. So I'm not going yeah. to, if you're happy to be watching for the first time, we don't have to, we don't have to play the spoiler music for me. Um, <laughs> and after this, they free him and question him. You know, we see him like mm-hmm. held up. He's like, in shackles you know 
Yeah, it's very Christ-like imagery with the big yes. old. Yeah, it is very Christ-like arms. imagery. Yeah. And then they free him and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is batshit. <laughs> like yeah. to have him in like to have him shackled up and then to just be all like, oh no, we're just gonna ask you questions now. <laughs> is insane. These are just questions. <laughs> right. And he sees someone in a hood. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know you. Yeah, but we don't find yeah. out who who it is yet. Not quite yet, no. At some point in all this, we cut to Garibaldi and his men mm-hmm. trying to still trying to find Sinclair. And he's discussing with one of his underlings. And clearly he doesn't have a forensic accountant on his staff <laughs> because the staff member mentions they pulled in Benson because they checked his accounts and he's cleared. From everything I've heard, I understand you guys are the best at these types of investigations uh, outside of Enron and AIG and Bernie Madoff, WorldCom, Bear Stearns, okay, okay. and Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and Garibaldi says, how can that be? He had no money this morning. And they pull up his bank account information. And yeah. there's been a large deposit that not only paid all of his debts off, but left him with some money. Yeah. And I think that Garibaldi might want to send his team to a little bit of accounting one class because, or, you know, even just a little Bank Secrecy Act training maybe would help (laughs) figure (laughs) some of these out. (laughs) Yeah. So after all this goes on, Sinclair manages to free himself from the dentist chair. Yeah, these were some other questionable restraints that I wondered if you had any more commentary on because it looks like an elasticized bracelet that I got at the mall to put over my big old hands like yeah. just <laughs> yeah these what were not quality holding? restraints uh someone needs to get some rope and learn some knots or something on the staff because right. every time it's bad yeah it's just i won't get into more into it than that um <laughs> <laughs> he breaks free he smashes the machine on the dude that was in there with him he just smashes that while he's like still in there um, oh he punches the other though? dude we, we miss? missed Benson barging in. Oh, we did miss Benson barging in and getting blasted. Yeah. And I think we got to mention that because. Yeah. They find his yeah. body. Yeah. Yep. Floating in space. He's our yeah, space body. It. The afternote Benson deserves. Yep. Sinclair manages to get a gun. Mm-hmm. And when he fires it, it alerts CNC. So they now know that there's gunfire on the station. And they what's know going approximately on there. where he is. Yeah. And so he runs out. He's delirious. There were a couple lines about the drugs that they fed him earlier, mm-hmm. making him hallucinate and changing, putting him in a mental fugue. And that's clearly the case here. And Dr. Franklin, when he finds the equipment, reinforces this. Right. Um, yeah, he mentions that he's got psychotropic drugs and he's hallucinating. And mm-hmm. I wondered when, when they said this, if this might have been this episode in particular might have been a little hard on Michael O'Hare considering that we learned, yeah. you know, yeah. after his Give, death. Yeah. I bet it was. I bet it was because real hard on him. I believe it was some sort of schizophrenia or something that he, he that he had and suffered with that involved some sort of hallucinations mm-hmm. or can involve hallucinations. So I wondered if this was a particularly hard road a for him to real. walk down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very good. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, that, this must have been really tough for him. Yeah. Damn. Sorry. No, it's it's 
it's important to acknowledge. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, this, this must have been really difficult for him. Um, Delenn sees Sinclair freaking out and everything that's going on and approaches him and he calms down. Yeah. And, uh, he, he lets her. And he mentions, you know, he says the same line, like, I recognize you. Mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it tells us. The, the says, was, I know who you are, which yeah. I, I giggled because that's our question, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, well, it's an important part of the show. That's why we made the question. <laughs> it um, all comes back. Yeah, yep. it does. And, you know, I know who you are. And we find out that Delenn was a member of the Grey Council during the Battle of the Line. Mm-hmm. And he saw her there. Big reveal. Yeah, that's what she was doing. That's why she didn't answer when Dr. Franklin asked. So like, what were you doing? Oh, about that not doing genocide thing. Whoops. Mm, yeah. Uh, Don't ask a question you're not prepared to answer yourself, Delenn. That's yeah. like a, a big conversational rule. We get a cut after this. Sinclair has slept off the drugs. He's doing better. The knight is being recalled to Earth for trial. Yeah, the, the, the that knight was in, that was in the cybernet. He shot the other one. When yeah. he tried to come up behind Delenn. Because you think for a moment that maybe he's pointing at the Delenn, but then he yeah. shot the other knight instead. Especially like five minutes after we get the whole, I wanted to kill every Mimbari I saw bit. Yeah. And he already hallucinated that someone was Mimbari and shot at her, didn't he? Yeah. 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 A security personnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, the knight, uh, goes on a ramble. He thinks they're still in the simulation. Yeah. Which, wow. You know, it's great that they call that out now because at the end of season five, when they reveal that that's the case and that it was all a simulation the entire time and everything is still just in season one, is a crazy reveal. I mean, that they 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 played their hand this early and then you still believe it for four and a half seasons of television before that giant. I think reveal. you're just recalling the end of Enterprise. Computer. End program. Sinclair uh, uh, goes to Delenn uh-huh. to thank her. And he's just like, it's really weird that you were the one who could help me there, given what I was going through, Delenn. Really weird. Uh-huh. Huh. Wonder, uh, wonder what happened there. She's all like, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, you should go get some uh, rest. Jeff, you should get, get some sleep. Um, you don't remember anything, though, right? Like, you don't. For sure you don't. Good. Okay. We'll go with that answer. Have a good night. Get get some rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like another Grey Council dude is like around the corner. And it's just like, if he ever remembers, he must die. Yeah, that was really intense. That was that was yeah. a lot, bro. Right. And so immediately we cut back to Sinclair in his quarters. Jokes on the other guy because he says, I remember everything. Yep. And he starts talking it out in his personal log. And hopefully one of Delenn's magical rings doesn't give her access to Sinclair's logs to know that he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, any reference to those rings, I got to get in there. I love them. Yeah, well, they never show up again, so. Yeah. Well, and so speaking of things that never show up again, I want to ask you a question. Go for it. This organization that they are supposedly belonging to the two knights what do yeah. we think it is uh night watch spinoff you yeah. think so okay because yeah. you know in the last episode they gave us home guard that yeah 
that was a thing. And they captured Ivanova's old boyfriend, yeah. Malcolm. And I was like, wait, are is this are we supposed to be thinking that these are the same people? Like if you had taken Maybe, these episodes yeah. out of order, like if you had put this episode before the war prayer, mm-hmm. these guys could have been home guard. Now we've sort of like wrapped home guard up because we had the arrest and all yeah. those people drug off the station. And, you know, probably, but they, they mentioned that these guys, they think that they have some ends in the government or maybe they're funded by the government or something. Yeah. You know, we just get a lot of vague details about the two nights. And I wondered, I was like, were they originally home guard? Or did some we have another faction organization? Yeah. yeah. I mean, these guys probably, they might be like tangentially psychor related. They're clearly not telepaths. Right. I was like, I thought they couldn't um, be Psychor because I they would felt, need the machines. Right. It, it, you know, Psychor, I don't think would even deign to use the machines. Yeah. Like, I no, don't think Psy- Psychor is too proud for these yeah, machines. So I didn't feel sure. like they could be related to Psychor at all. But I mean, it might be like something. It might be like their further machinations as an organization. Or any of those groups, they could report to the uh, vice president that's running, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of groups yeah, that they could be a part of. Because there's a lot of, like, one-off, two-off, like, there's no shortage of xenophobic hate groups on Earth at this I point. I kind of wish we tied them into something more firmly. I mean, a lot of them, when, in future episodes after Nightwatch gets founded formally, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them just get folded in. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that they chose to call these two individuals knights. I felt yeah. like that was another reference to something. Um, I mean, it definitely was just like, well, one, I mean, you already called out they were wearing, you know, like padded sweaters. Like, it was very Gambison-looking stuff they were wearing, just as like a Rennie Larp nerd. Um, like the pattern of the things that they were wearing was kind of nightly so that fits but i thought Um, it was interesting that we had two blonde haired blue-eyed guys and we were calling them knights yeah and we've i think a lot of it is arthurian to be perfectly honest and jms loves his arthurian legend yeah and so these guys are kind of questing after the truth oh i was going full kkk with it oh well yeah there's that too yeah (laughs) for sure well no i mean you're right that's a whole thing too yeah um yeah because i i feel like he gives us a better arthurian well yeah we get, we get an excellent arthurian episode much later in the show but yes but i felt like maybe these were references to some of the more like the the groups that call back to that sort of patriarchal legacy without a great leg to stand on mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's fair. So anyways, that's the episode. We have a very brief preview for the next one. We get a fraction of a sentence. Yeah, the so- next episode is episode 10, Death Walker. And HBO Max describes it with a whopping 10-word sentence. Yeah. Sinclair deals with a scientist perfecting a youth serum. Yeah. And like we were talking about before we started recording, this next episode is heavy. Yeah, there's um, a lot more there than those 10 words. 
well, you can't put things like this episode is a commentary on co-opting research from Nazi scientists after World War II uh, <laughs> in a description. <laughs> um, there's, it's a very, it's it's an episode. Um, you know, we get to see a race that we've heard reference to a handful of times that we've never seen anyone from before. Oh. Um, See, which I don't remember much about this one, which I which I mentioned to you. So now I'm getting a little excited. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good episode. It's heavy for a number of reasons, both the topic of the show and also its relation to our reality. So there's that. Yeah, these ones that I don't remember a lot of, I'm I'm excited to get back to it and see what I do remember. And often it's the weirdest things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll like when this when you start this one up i don't is uh the main the death walker the alien she's not in the preview right like you don't see her at all in the like the little screen you get no i don't you will, you will recognize her okay. like not as like an actress but the character i'm willing to bet because it's it's not even like it's a super like weird alien but i remember being very distinctive okay she's almost like an anime character if memory serves yeah a lot of the HBO Max thumbnails are Sinclair in some sort of situation. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's all Sinclair, <laughs> which is fair. He should get his his time. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to it. So thank you to Jeremy Siegel for our theme music. Uh, if you want to see more Jeremy, you can find him on jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com. And if you want to find more us, we'll figure out where that's at because we still don't know yet. <laughs> we still, we got to do that. We got to, we, we got to do that before we start releasing episodes. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. This is God episode 10 we've recorded. We haven't, well, we've got, yeah. We're professionals. Things. I swear. We're not, we're not making money. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out though. And then we'll start talking about maybe we'll get a square space or something yeah. uh, with the very least some social media that you can follow us on and an email yeah. address yeah. we'll be there eventually yep <laughs> and maybe we edit this out and put in a little blurb about that maybe we don't i don't yeah. know when we know you'll know <laughs> <laughs> all right and we'll see you next week yep join us next week for episode 10 death walkers